The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Mayo clinch victory over Galway in the Allianz Football League Division Final while Leinster march on in the Heineken Champions Cup. Here to look back at another cracking weekend of sport is off the balls, Kathleen McNamee. Morning, Kathleen. Morning, Anthony. Let us start then, Leinster, with the last man standing. Yes, Leinster with an impressive victory against Ulster at the weekend, 30-15 in pretty tired conditions uh, in the Aviva. I was out on Saturday walking to a dinner and I arrived looking like a drowned rat. So I can only imagine how difficult it was for the players playing in that um, conditions. The grass is also a bit shorter because of the soccer being on there during the week Leo Cullen was talking about it on Friday so it made for slippery conditions Yeah Leinster were dominant but not exactly free flowing No not at all and I don't think even Leo Cullen kind of said it the day before he was like I didn't really expect us to be either um, so yeah great performance for them disappointment for Ulster now that they are out major disappointment as well for Munster who put up I mean they put up 35 points but Sharks had 50 which sees them crash out of the competition and they have to go to South Africa and the URC to play against them again in the coming weeks so It'll be interesting to see how that one goes and disappointment for Connacht who really should have done a lot better I mean 41-19 loss to Benetton is pretty chronic from them I suppose the only positive thing from uh, to come out of Munster Mon- this weekend is Ron Nogara and the La Rochelle victory. Yeah, La Rochelle, they beat um, Gloucester over the weekend. It, was, it wasn't it was an easy one for them though, like 29-26. I think a lot of teams would have expected, or a lot of people would have expected La Rochelle to put Gloucester away. Um, off the ball actually had a team of people there, so there'll be some good content coming from that soon. We had Quinny down on the sidelines with Raj after the main match. The other one, of course, that we have to talk about that I really kind of don't want to is Ireland, France in the Women's Six Nations. Coming off the back of Wales, where we had been hockeyed around the pitch for the entirety of the game, there was a lot of back to the drawing board, learn hard lessons, talk, and then we get a 50-point spread put up against us. Yeah, it was, I mean... Such a disappointing result. 53 points to France, three to Ireland, not even a try on the board. Um, I mean, for the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. I mean, France are a fully pro team. They're a lot more experienced than we are. And we were kind of holding our own. And then when the French player got sent off, you were kind of like, oh, maybe is this going to help us? And that was not the case. (laughs) I think it was like six or seven tries at that time when she was sent off for that high tackle. I mean, Ireland missed 43 tackles, which is just far too high for this level. Um, But when you look at the experience of this team, I mean, like the majority of players have less than 10 caps. Obviously, all our most experienced players are now playing with the sevens. Um, How do you square that circle? How do you solve that problem when the draw of sevens is so significant? I It's really hard because, you know, <clears> like you were saying about watching it with your kids and they're watching teams get absolutely hockeyed and that's not going to encourage people into rugby. And it's really, it's easy to watch the 15s because it's on Virgin Media, it's on BBC, it's anywhere. You can't watch the sevens. It's really, really hard to find the Hong Kong sevens and that's where all our players are playing at and... Why are we? Why did the IRFU decide to put the money into the sport that okay, yes, is making more money at the moment because they're qualifying for World Cup because the best players are there, but also no one can watch it. So like, there's not that generational thing of team. You know, ten years. Is it ago, the draw of the Olympics? Is that what it is? It's the money you get for getting into the World Cup and in the sevens competitions is bigger currently than what you get for the prize pot of like the Six Nations and the World Cup, which Ireland didn't actually qualify for. But you look at when Ireland won the Grand Slam ten years ago and beat the All Blacks. Like that, 
put masses of girls into the system who were really interested in playing it because it was a successful team. So as much as, yes, okay, there is definitely blame on the players' shoulders here. Like, they really, really need to step it up, especially coming up against England. I mean, whatever about a 50-point deficit 63 points against Italy is the spread. What are they going to do to us? It could be easily 80 or 90. Like, I, I really wouldn't be surprised. And that would just be so disheartening for the team and unfortunate for the country as a whole. Let us move on to um, <laughs> something closer to um, positivity, that being Mayo's victory, 14-11 uh, to 11 against Connacht's rivals Galway. Yeah, Galway, they got a lot of things right on the day. I mean, they held Mayo, I think they only had four scores from play throughout the whole thing, so a lot of that did come from freeze, but Mayo just did it in the end. And they faced Roscommon in the first round of the Connacht Championship this weekend in Castle Bar, so it's a quick turnaround for them. I think... I, they won't pe- want to rely on the goalie as much as they did, will they? No, Conor Reaper had an absolutely brilliant performance from him, especially there was this one last minute save just towards the end when there was still three points in it that would have brought Galway level. Um, but I think for Kevin McStay, it's a part of his plan. He said that, you know, to win these and just like keep chucking on. But I'd say there's a few people in Mayo that say it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they didn't win next weekend and they had five or six weeks ahead of the All-Ireland Championship to just kind of get the team together a bit. Meanwhile, in the Division 2 final, a remarkable comeback from Dublin. Yeah, so Derry 11 points, Dublin 4-6. Derry have been really, really good um, this year and I think maybe the occasion got to them a little bit. They just didn't seem to have that sort of mental strength that we have seen from them over that. And like, I mean, conceding four goals in the quick concession way that they did, not great. Um, So yeah, a Good performance from Dublin, but I don't think it wasn't the sort of performance where I, I feel like the Mayos and the Kerrys will be looking and getting all too worried just yet. Although we do know Dublin are quite good at developing themselves over the course of the season. We should look briefly to the Premier League before we wrap up. Uh, Palace Leicester City being a significant one. Brendan Rodgers leaving by, quotes, mutual consent. Yeah, uh, I think this one has been a a long time coming. Fans have been calling for it a lot this season in particular. Um, I mean, they're in the relegation zone now after that loss. Their winless run has extended to seven games. It's been with the club for four years and achieved a lot of good things. I mean, the FA Cup, you know, finishing in fifth place, getting that European football. Um, I think if he had left last summer, there probably would have been a better luck on his tenure but it's just been such a difficult run for them since the World Cup and um, they've only won two matches since coming back uh, so yeah I'd say for all parties probably the best decision I mean there's a lot of good jobs going in football right now so I don't think Brendan Rodgers will be down and out for too long Do managers ever go out on a high? <laughs> but do managers ever call it when they say well now things are roaring ahead instead of waiting until I get fired I'll step out now Some of them do but it's rare enough that it happens I mean it depends I think as well on how long you're at a club if you're there sometimes people will look back and just be like okay you're a legacy and we'll happily celebrate you even if things aren't going all that well right now Kathleen, thank you very much. That is Kathleen McNamee uh, from Off the Ball. And don't forget that content from uh, Quilly down on the sideline. Not Quilly, sorry. <laughs> Quinny on the sidelines with Ron Nogaro will be available uh, on Off the Ball uh, soon. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.